Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Happy Monday, everyone. I hope 2021 is going well so far. Today we have a debut author on, which everyone knows is always my favorite because I remember when my first book came out, it's so exciting and you want to tell the whole world, I have a new book out. So anyway, I thrive on that excitement. So I'm very excited that we have debut author Nicole Haldupis. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. Am I saying it right? Yeah, that's right. Thanks. Okay, good. Yay, go me. Um, <laughs> so if you haven't read her, her brand new debut book is out, and I'll read her bio here so you can get to know her. Nicole is a queer writer, editor, and designer from Toronto. She's a co-creator and editor of Untethered, editor of Grain, and co-founder of Applebeard Editions. Her work can be found in Bad Dog Review, The Feather Tail Review, Bad News, Parenthetical, Sewer Lid, uh, Anti-Lag, and others. Tiny Ruins is her very first book. She lives in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. There we go. It's Monday, guys. I'm doing good. (laughs) You can find out more at her website. And I did put a link to Nicole's website right there. So if you're listening live, you can click that anytime. Or if you're listening later, you can click it and take a look at her website. There's lots of beautiful pictures on there and more information about her and her books. And so I don't want to delay any longer. Nicole, how are you? I am good. How are you? Good. Congratulations on your first book. How's that feel? Thanks. It's really exciting. It's really, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. (laughs) I feel bad for you that it came out during the plague. You were telling me you just got to do your first live reading, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I don't live in Saskatoon anymore. I I moved to um, St. John's, Newfoundland, and it's, um, it feels really safe here these days. So, I mean, I know most places probably a live reading wouldn't be an option, but we're really lucky that uh, we could do one last night. So yeah, there's, there's eight readers until, or seven readers. And uh, it was wow. really, really good. <laughs> it's nice to read. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm jealous. I can't wait until <laughs> we can go out and do things like that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So can you tell everybody about tiny ruins? What's, what's it about? Why should they go grab it this week? Yeah, well, so Tiny Ruins is um, a very small book. <laughs> I guess it could be called a novella. Um, and it's made up of flash fiction stories, which are um, very short stories, basically, usually around 750 words or less. Um, and it follows two sisters, mostly, well, it, it follows one sister, one of the two sisters. <laughs> um, her name is Alana. And it follows them as uh, they grow up um, together sort of kind of part um, and Alana realizes at some point along the way that she um, is attracted to boys and girls and she has a crush on her sister's best friend um, and it sort of goes into that a little bit in her sort of inner feelings about all of that and figuring it out. That's very cool so it's like a coming of age story right? Yeah a radiant said that it was a coming of age and coming out story. Oh, both. Okay. Very cool. 
And is it targeted toward toward teens or is it for everybody? Um, yeah, it's, it's for everyone, I guess. <laughs> it's not really targeted towards a particular age group. Very cool. And when you were writing this, did you intend for the flash fictions to all become one story or were you just writing flash fiction and then realized they were all interconnected? That's a really good question. I did, um, when I started the book, it was actually um, my thesis project for, um, I did an MFA in writing program at the University of Saskatchewan and um Tiny Ruins was my thesis project, and it started out kind of, yeah, just as a bunch of random <laughs> flash fiction stories. I just wanted to write flash fiction um, right. and sort of focus on that form. Um, so, and actually, at the end of my thesis, the project was still sort of a big jumble of stories that didn't, like, sort of work together, but didn't really, nothing really, nothing really, you know, it wasn't a story. Like, nothing happened, I guess. <laughs> right. It wasn't um, cohesive sort of, yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I sort of sat on it for a couple of years, and um, and then I went to a writing retreat um, at, at Sage Hill Writing, it was called, and um, I worked on it there with a group of writers, and it sort of came together. I started writing what I thought was a new character, but then I realized that it was actually Elena, who's the main character, all along, and that sort of helped me tie everything together and make it flow as one whole story. That's so cool. I I got my start writing um, flash fiction and horror short stories way back in the day and sending them to magazines and, and you had to mail them and all that kind of thing. So I love flash fiction. It is one of the joys of my heart. And I think it really teaches you, you know, to slash words and only have words that mean something because the word count is so small. Did you find that with your writing practice with that? Definitely. Flash, horror, flash fiction sounds amazing, by the way. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, Super fun. I, I highly yeah, recommend. <laughs> yeah, I got to try it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it is like, it's really satisfying to really just see how much you can cut out of a story and still have it, you know, the meaning still be there. Um, I found that a lot of fun and definitely a learning experience to try and, you know, keep it as short as possible and still have a whole story in there. Right. Yeah. And it kind of makes your words, it makes your story really um, ping. It makes it really true because you're not wasting, you know, you're not wasting describing things that aren't really going to matter. And I think it's, it's really a cool um, format that a lot of people don't do anymore. So that's really cool that you, took the time to pull them together. I remember um, Ray Bradbury, when he did The Illustrated Man, it was kind of a bunch of short stories, and they told him, but we want it to be a novel. And he said, well, okay, and he made them all go together. And I think that's really neat that you did that. (laughs) And you have a little piece of it that you wanted to read, right? Do you have a little excerpt for everybody? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can read. This is the the second story in the book, and it's I think probably my favorite one. <laughs> um, it's definitely okay. my favorite reading one. Um, okay, so this is called Tough Pants. Mary with the brown bowl cut and the squeaky voice was their leader. 
She gathered everyone into a circle in the schoolyard by the far end of the track, near the dumpsters. The wind blew her hair in choppy sections as she stood high on the cement hill. Okay, someone smells like poo, Mary announced. Another girl chimed in. I smelled it too, way back there, and gestured to the grassy corner where they were playing an hour ago. All the other little girls nodded in agreement, and a few uttered a, yeah, or it does smell like poop. Alana stood in the circle and agreed with the other girls, her pants filled with poop from her accident earlier in the day. She didn't know how to deal with pooping in a toilet without help from her mother. No one seemed to notice that the smell was coming from her, and she was determined to keep it that way as long as possible, maybe even forever. Okay, we're going to do a vote, Mary decided. So whoever didn't poop their pants, say aye at the count of three. One, two, three. Every single little girl in the group, including Elena, chimed in with an aye in unison, loud enough to make the older kids on the jungle gym look over to see what they were doing. None of the other little girls found out who pooped their pants that day. Elena went home in the afternoon and sobbed her way to the bathroom, where her mother helped her clean up. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so obviously, Alana had a different kind of childhood than most. I mean, I don't know. I actually, I read the story last night at the reading I was telling you about, and um, a few different people came up to me and said that they had a very similar experience when they were um, a child. So. Oh, my gosh. That their 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 parents <laughs> yeah. said, you do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think it's mostly she just didn't know how to do it yet. Like, she wasn't old enough or hadn't figured it out yet, and, you know. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My horror background, of course. I'm like, wow, what kind of thing happened to her? I didn't yeah. equate that she was just really little. <laughs> yeah, I think she's just so, she's supposed to be like three or something in that. <laughs> I see. Okay. So what was your writing journey like? Did you always want to be a writer? Did you join a writing group? How did that all happen? Um. I think, I mean, I, I, I used to write, like, I don't know, I used to keep a diary, but I didn't really do it that regularly. I remember when I was a kid, though, my brother and I used to make these, like, weird little comics together. Um, and then I didn't do a whole lot of writing after that. But I started again in high school, and just after high school, I did a class um, called the Writer's Craft class. And, um, I don't know, my teacher was really encouraging, and I really enjoyed it, and and then I, um, I pursued it a bit further in university. I did uh, a minor in creative writing at uh, York. And that sort of introduced me to the world of, like, you know, writing workshops. And, you know, I think my, like, people that I went to school with there, we tried to keep a writing group going afterwards. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I, I feel like, the, I mean, writing groups are, I mean, so valuable, I feel like. I've, had, I've been in a few different ones, you know, over the course of my life, and they're really so valuable to, you know, just have friends and other writers you can share your work with and exchange feedback. Yeah, and it, it sounds like 
you have had a lot of experience with magazines and editing and all that kind of thing. How different is editing for you from your writing? Do you have to use a different part of your brain? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, especially, like, <laughs> editing my own work in comparison to editing other people's work. I really, I really like editing other people's work and helping, you know, like being able to help people make their work better and, you know, bring it to a publishable place. Um, and it's totally different with your own, I think. Yeah. It's harder to see, you know, things that need to change, I think. Right. Without, and without in, help from other people. And when it's in a magazine, you have to worry about that word count too, don't you? So it's kind of yeah. the flash fiction and the magazine editing, do those sort of go together that you're like very, you know, <laughs> trying to parse those words down? Sort of, I guess. I don't know. I haven't really had that experience with editing. I guess, I mean, we do have to keep things to a certain length, but we usually decide that, I guess, beforehand, you know, like with how many pieces are going to be accepted into, you know, any given issue. So it doesn't right. usually include right. a whole lot of you know, cutting things down. And the writers Sometimes, are good about turning it in at the right length. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> So what was your inspiration when you were writing these stories for Tiny Ruins? Did, was it like an assignment for your thesis, or what, what inspired you to write about Alana? Um, well, actually, when I, when I had started it, like I think, I, well, as I was telling you before, it started out very different. And it, it initially was focusing on Alana's sister, whose name is Janie, um, but I just couldn't really figure out what the storyline was with Janie. And then I started writing another character um, who was bisexual and um, then realized that it was Lana. So I think for me, it was, I think a lot, of, I was, a lot of it is sort of, you know, versions of things that I've experienced in my own life and, you know, somehow worked into <laughs> Alana's experiences. Um, and some of it's, you know, very different, I guess. Uh, like, I have a sister, and we, our relationship wasn't really like their relationship, so. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, what, what's coming up next for you? What are you working on next? Is there going to be a sequel to Tiny Ruins? Or is it going to be different? That's a good question. Um, I There is a cat in Tiny Ruins. Um, his name is Sean, and <laughs> he's quite a strong character, I think I'd say. And I also draw cats, <laughs> so I feel like maybe some kind of cat charm project might be. Maybe it's just a silly idea, but, you know. Um, I am working on or hoping to work on a, a novel next, so um, more of like a full, full-length one. I think I still w- would like to use flash fiction, though, um, uh, you know, try and make it, I guess, longer. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Do you see yourself writing um, uh, writing more characters that are, you know, LGBTQ? Are you do you like, you know, putting that out there? What 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 kind of genres are you looking at next? Yeah, I do. I think I do feel pretty strongly about um, having a main character who is um, queer. I think. 
Um, I don't know if that's going to be a central part of it, but definitely they will be. Um, and yeah, this one I'm thinking of, I don't know, I have some ideas. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to involve a haunted house. And oh, yay! Some attempts at talking to ghosts. <laughs> we'll see. Very cool. I love haunted houses. I used to volunteer at um, give tours at the Whaley House, which is like America's most haunted residence. So anyway, I have lots of ghost experiences. It's very cool. I love haunted house stories. <laughs> and I think it's cool that you're that you're writing. Um, queer characters and getting that representation on the page. I think that that's really cool. And I, I like seeing that, you know, that kind of fiction going out in the world, especially when it's a positive representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah, I feel like I didn't read a lot of characters like Alana. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's helpful for me as like a queer writer, you know, to, to be doing that, I guess. <laughs> Help to, to see people know, to see people that reflect who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, what's it been like for you? You know, during this scary plague time, what's it been like for you writing? Is it hard for you to focus because the world's on fire, or is writing a nice escape? How how are you dealing with that? Um. Honestly, I haven't been writing a whole lot. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. I it's I don't know. Maybe it's hard to focus, or it is very I hard to focus for other, me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, I have been doing some other creative things, though. I I well, I draw cats, like I mentioned. So I, I was doing a lot of that for a while. Um, I'm also learning how to hook rugs, so that's been really fun. <laughs> um, yeah, just I guess. I'm thinking maybe, I don't know. So you're you're channeling the nervous energy in other creative ways. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Do you you enjoy reading? Are there um, authors that inspire you to go write when you read them? Um, Yes, definitely. I, I also feel like I haven't been reading as much as I'd like to lately, but I did read a book, um, a while ago that was very inspiring for me. Um, it's called um, When I Was Young and In My Prime by Elena Muntz. And it's it's also written, it's a novel, but it's written in these very small fragment, fragmented chapters, sort of like flash fiction, but some of them are not. You know, they're just like a small, like a few words or like a list or something like that, or little vignettes, you know. Um, but it uh, it's it's very powerful. Um, I cried like many times while reading it. Um, and she just does a really good job of getting the story across and like really getting like to the root of the characters. And yeah, that one, that one sort of made me, inspired me to, you know, you know, when you read something and you're like, I want to write something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Where it pushes you and you're all inspired <laughs> to get back to the keyboard. I love when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So while you're hooking rugs and things, are you binge watching? Um, everybody always wants to know new new shows and things to binge watch on TV right now while we're all <laughs> stuck inside. Have you found any gems? Yeah. Um, I've been watching Schitt's Creek. 
Which is oh, really okay. Funny. Yeah, I so. still have not watched that yet, but everybody says it's amazing. So I'll have to do. I'll have to add that to my list. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend it. I know I didn't watch it for a long time either, but it's definitely worth it. Um, I've also been watching Girlfriends on Netflix, which I really like too. It's funny. Um, oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't watched that one. Did you watch the Umbrella Academy? It's no, fantastic in the weirdest kind of way. It's very mm. weird, but it's so cool. And lots of time <laughs> travel things. Time travel and weird superpowers and really quirky characters. It's fantastic. But um, I highly recommend that. That's on Netflix, too, um, Umbrella mm. Academy. And I just finished um, Cobra Kai, which I thought would be cheesy and and silly but it was it's such a great it's so well written I'm just I'm in awe it's just really great and I saw um oh I'm trying to remember which author it was on Twitter but I saw someone on Twitter who was saying kind of the same thing that they thought it was going to be maybe it was Jonathan Mayberry that they thought it was going to be silly and it's actually a great study in character development it's um, but Cobra Kai, even if you never watched the Karate Kid movies, it's it's so worth watching. And you don't have to watch them. They give you flashbacks with actual movie clips and things. But but just the characters and the way they develop and the way the story unfolds, it just keeps twisting tighter and tighter and tighter. And it's just it's fantastic writing. So anyway, I highly recommend Cobra Kai. <laughs> Who knew? Really cool. It is funny, but... But it's really it's it's funny and also really um, the plot and the characters are something else. It's very well written. And Umbrella Academy is on the opposite end of the spectrum. Totally weird, but fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) So what else what else do you do with yourself when you're not, um, you know, constantly thinking about writing? I mean, you said you like to to create things are you very artistic did you always you know do you have a second dream of being an artist yeah I kind of do I feel like I feel like um yeah I feel like I would like to I would like to have the time to just do you know only creative things because I really have been loving um drawing and and making rugs and I, I I can see myself getting really, I mean, I was addicted to drawing cats for a while there. I was drawing like three cats every night. <laughs> um, there are lots of cats, cats on your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got really Please tell me you have a kitty. Do you have a kitty? I don't. <laughs> but I no. <laughs> you draw all these kitties and you don't have one? That makes me sad. <laughs> I really uh, I'm working on a big my first big rug right now too and I, I feel like I know it's new for me it's my, like I've, I did a few little ones and it's my first big one it's taken a really long time because I had to um I had to have my appendix removed a while a couple months ago and then you know just like sitting with the frame on my lap was uncomfortable so I had to stop for a while and just been slow getting back into it but I want to like you know, make some big rugs. And I really want to finish this one. <laughs> I wanted to finish it before the year was over, but I didn't meet that deadline. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> That's what deadlines are for, for Zooming tasks. <laughs> <Yeah>, so. <laughs> uh, 
So where do you where do you see well where do you dream that your writing is is going to go? Do you want to write a a big novel? Do you want to write a nonfiction book about you know life in general, or what what do you see yourself doing down the road? I think I really I always gravitate for reading. I always gravitate towards novels. I love you know, reading novels, so I feel like it would be nice to write a novel. <laughs> That is good. Right. I don't know. I did really like nonfiction for a long time, too, though. That might be interesting to get back into, but I haven't really done it in a while. But it is a really fun, fun drama to do. Yeah. You can do so many things with it. Right. Right. Well, and you have such a, an interesting background with all of the magazines and all that kind of thing, so I would think maybe, you know, you could network something cool. Yeah. <laughs> kind of would like to get into art writing too like writing about art I, I'd like to learn how to do that I don't really know how <laughs> oh that yeah that would be cool be like not like a critic but like write about different art styles and that kind of thing emerging artists I don't know <laughs> it would be it would be so so much fun if you could you know try all these different things and we didn't need to eat that would make everything a lot easier <laughs> but because we have to make money and eat we have to have grown up jobs <laughs> so where you live right now you huh oh, I was going to say I did recently start a new job which I'm really loving so far um, oh that's good yeah uh, it's the, Does it have anything to do with writing? Sort of. Um, yeah. It's I'm uh, covering for the publicity and promotions coordinator at the university's Manitoba Press. So it is. I mean, it's a publisher. It's a scholarly publisher. Yeah. Um, and they publish really cool books. And, yeah, my job is to promote there's, them. There's so. your, your foot in the door <laughs> with nonfiction, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Oh, very cool. Well, that's that's great. I'm happy for you. That's neat. So before we run out of time, how do you, have you heard from a lot of readers yet who have read um, Tiny Ruins? Have you figured out, you know, how you're going to navigate that? Are you on social media? Do you have a newsletter? What are you doing to connect with readers? Um. That's a good question. I am on social media. Um, I like Instagram the best, personally, but I have Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, and if they wanted to find you on Instagram, what's your handle on there? Um, it's Nicole Haldupis. Okay. Yeah. And um, I don't know, Goodreads has been interesting. There's you know, some reviews on there. I feel like it's mostly my like friends and family right now. Um, I think my cousin said she read my book three times, which is really, really sweet. Oh, <laughs> you gotta love family support, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, from from an older author, don't forget to set up your newsletter because if Instagram mm-hmm. goes away next week, you don't want to lose track of all of your readers. So get that set up. 
<laughs> but um, but everyone should definitely go check out Nicole's website because it's beautiful and there's lots of information on there so that you can find her. And um, again, it's Nicole H. It's Nicole, H-A-L-D-O-U-P-I-S dot C-A. And there is a link right there on the Blog Talk site so that you can get in touch with her. Um, do you have a contact page on there if readers wanted to write to you? I do, yeah. There's a contact form. And I think my email is on there, too. Yeah, because please, if you love Tiny Ruins and those stories speak to you, reach out and let the author know because it's so inspiring to us to write the next story when we hear that, you know, the words made a difference. So be sure to let Nicole know so that you can fire her up for her next book. <laughs> Thanks. Really right, Nicole? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks so much for being here today. And um, everybody who's listening, please go check out Tiny Ruins. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.